Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. I have a lot I feel like God's wanting to say and, and wanting to do, so um, I'm going to keep this here in case somebody wants to talk to me. Oh, making a sound, sorry. There we go. Um, it's been quite a week, has it not? Um, we had Tuesday night prayer, which awesome. We had um, Zoom meeting prayer. It was tremendous. I love it. His presence was thick. And uh, it's, it's interesting to see how God is moving, um, even in the midst of um, all of the uncertainty that is, is taking place. But um, I just want to encourage you that in this season, um, just know that um, God will never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he changes not. And I'm going to share some things with you that the Lord's been speaking to me. And then um, he spoke um, through just many of us last night. Uh, we got on uh, a prayer meeting uh, with just uh, my team and uh, the executive team uh, at the well. And and uh, it was great to connect with everybody in that way and to share what we were all hearing God say <clears throat> and just um, knowing that um, I believe that we've been hidden uh, really for such a time as this. Um, I feel like we're, we're, we're in a quiver and um, God's preparing us. Uh, we're definitely in a season of preparation. Again, I'm reminded of Esther and how she was being prepared before she would go before the king. And um, there is a preparation that's taking place that um, we're just going to look way different than we've looked before. Uh, we're going to be way more beautiful. And uh, what I mean by that is not so much the um, like physical outward appearance, but the physical outward appearance. There is going to be a different type of manifestation that's going to take place in the church. Um, the world's not going to look the same. Uh, the church is not going to look the same. There are going to be some who um, may fall by the wayside. And um, we want everyone, of course, to be on track with what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing right now. Um, but I believe that there are that remnant that is just saying, God, you, your will and your way and um, allowing him to use this season of real deep preparation in our heart. And um, I want to touch on a few things for Palm Sunday because it is Palm Sunday. And we know that this was the beginning of the end of the work of Jesus Christ upon the earth until he went and ascended, right, into heaven, into heavenly places. And then now he gave us the work to continue with him on his behalf. And so it's important that we understand that when all of those palm branches were, were being placed down, that literally those palm branches signified uh, victory and the goodness of God. And as I had already touched on, when he rode in on a donkey, it wasn't just like it was on a colt that had never been ridden before. I think that's significant. And, and if you've done any kind of study, then you know that whenever there was a war and there wanted, there, um, they wanted to have peace, it would be the, the way that they would, like, I guess you would say, uh, 
wave their white flag would be that a king would ride in on a colt or a donkey, signifying that he wanted peace. And so we know that Jesus came riding on that donkey, signifying that he was the Prince of Peace. And so I believe that peace is going to really manifest through this video into your hearts, wherever you're at, that you're gonna experience a calmness, the calmness of the Holy Spirit. Um, and you know, in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, because we, we talked about, you know, the palm branch signifying the goodness and the victory of God. It says, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Um, there, he took the sting of death, right? When he died on the cross, he took the sting. He also took the keys of Hades. And so we get to have keys. We get to, we get to reign supreme. And that's exactly what we're going to do. In Psalm 118, 26, it says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so we are blessed because we come in the name of the Lord. That's not just a, uh, something that we say. I am blessed. Your businesses are blessed. Your workplace is blessed. Whether now you're working at home, it is blessed. You are blessed. Your neighborhood can be blessed because of you. Amen. Because of the favor that is upon your life. We get to walk around with the favor of God. And when you have an awareness of the favor of God and you walk in the pleasure of God, then you can literally take that everywhere you go. Um, one of the things I'm doing on my time uh, off of, like off of being um, at church itself physically and being able to get out and about is I'm taking this time to go for walks as much as I can. Um, I, we have been extremely busy here. And if there's any pastors or leaders out there watching, you know exactly what I mean. It has, um, we had to learn how to do church online overnight. And so there was a lot of things that had to take place as a result of doing that. And so we're just asking God for a rhythm, give us a rhythm. And so in the, in the interim, when I do get out to take a walk, I am praying over my neighborhood. I'm praying for favor, that I will have favor with my neighbors, that um, they will be blessed as a result of me living in this neighborhood, and um, that uh, they will all come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and that he will become their Lord and Savior, that this neighborhood could be a neighborhood that is in revival. And so I'm just making those declarations and um, just believing that um, that is going to happen. And I want to read a few more scriptures, and I want to get into what the Lord has been speaking to me. But just keeping in, along the lines of the fact that this is Palm Sunday, um, Philippians 2.8 says, And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and has given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, one of the things I believe is happening is that God is beginning to prepare uh, the body of Christ for one of, I believe, one of the greatest awakenings that the church has ever seen. I believe that we are going to see the third great awakening. Um, I, I personally believe that we are, I mean, I understand that, 
you know, we've been saying what we're in the last days, you know, for, for years, but actually the last day started when Jesus was raised from the dead. We, we entered into that dispensation of coming into the end times and uh, everything is pointing to it. Um, we were really at a place of um, like desperation in a sense where, where we can't control this. And what does it feel like? What 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 is the anxiety level um, that sh that is in the world right now? It shouldn't be in the church because um, the the anxiety level of like saying I can't control this coronavirus. I can't go wherever I want to go. I can't do whatever I want to do. I can't touch my face as much as I'd like to touch my face. I have to wash my hands. If I go anywhere, I have to wear gloves and a mask. And it just feels as though like like it, like I'm being controlled by something else and really what I believe it is, is happening is that God is saying church awaken church wake up to the reality of who you are and who I've created you to be and so I think it's an, an awesome opportunity for us to draw to the heart of God I know for me I have been like like pressing in like I haven't pressed in I'm going to be honest in probably years I mean I've always pressed into the presence of God anyone who knows me knows I love the presence of God but now I'm, I'm going into places in my heart um, that that I haven't gone before that I don't even know was there and 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 it's it, it's causing just a, a cleansing and it's causing me to see God even even greater than I saw him before. It's causing me to, to realize who I am even more than I ever have before. So when we look at Palm Sunday, it reminds us of the reign of Christ, that it is far greater than any mind of man could ever, ever con conceive or comprehend uh, or even plan. Man looked for someone to fight their battles. Man looked for someone to fight their battles in the present day world, but yet God had the ultimate plan of sending his son for the final battle, and he took it all. And, and, and next week we get to celebrate the fact that, you know what, it is resurrection day. You know, it is resurrection day and it is finished. Everything has been accomplished. And so we can uh, just hold fast to the fact that he is the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will, uh, will live. And even if he dies, we will continue to live. So what's the worst case scenario? I remember talking to somebody and they're like, geez, if I get the coronavirus and I die, um, I'm going to be with Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's our worst case scenario as believers. But if you don't know Jesus, your worst case scenario doesn't look like that. Your worst case scenario looks a lot worse than that. And so that's why it's important that we as the body of Christ really come up to the level that God's calling us to. And another thing that he showed me was this. He said, he said, um, Kathy, he said, I'm pouring out fresh manna. And I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? It means you can't hang on to what I give you today for tomorrow. Every day they had to have some, that manna, they could not hoard up yeah. because then it would just dissipate. Yeah. And, and so we have to have fresh manna every day for that day. What is God saying today? 
What are you saying today, God? What is on your heart? That should be our question to him. Father, what is on your heart? What are you saying for me? What are you saying for my neighbors? What are you saying um, for the body of Christ? What are, what are you wanting from the church right now? And I can tell you what he's wanting from the church is he is wanting us to come into a greater depth of his presence, that we are spending time really obeying the word of God and living out the word of God. He's testing our hearts. Um, this is the other thing that he said to me. He said, um, this word reset. He, there's, there's like, there's something about God he, resetting things right now. He's, yeah. he's putting things in order. He's putting things in his order. There's a, there's a, there's a reset where there's been a spirit of mammon that has even come to the church where, where, where money, uh, materialism and things and in, and overworking and all of those things that like, even as, 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 as ministers, you can overwork. You can, it's like you're, it's like you can just be constantly keeping busy when our first call is not to people. Our first call actually is to him. And ministry is a byproduct of my of my time with God because I can hear his voice. I can't. That's why it says, um, you know, find people to wait tables, find people that are, have, you know, men and, and women of wisdom that can, you know, set the tables and serve the people because we were supposed to be given to prayer and to fasting and hearing what God is saying. So God's doing a reset in the body of Christ. He's, he's awakening us to the reality of who we are, how we're supposed to function, and, and, and taking fame um, away. Because it, the church was never meant to be famous, if you get what I'm saying. Jesus is meant to be famous. Um, he's the one to be lifted up, and he's the one to be glorified. And I think it's interesting. I think we're going to see more people just even going, you know, um, gathering together on Sundays, but through the week, like going house to house. I mean, God said not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Um, we were born for connection. We're born for family. We're born for community. And so that's why this is difficult for a lot of us, I mean, I'm an extrovert of extroverts, and so I've I've come to the to face that reality. I used to think I'm not, but I'm actually I realizing I am, and I do like my alone time, and I do I do need to have my alone time. But I love people, and I love to be around people. And so for extroverts, this is a even more of a difficult time. You're having to slow down, and you can't be as active um, with people and doing the things that you normally like to do. Um, I always said like one of my favorite things is when on Sundays and everybody comes over and I get to see um, just a bunch of shoes all over the floor because I have so many people in my house. And um, Sundays are family time for me. It's when I have all of my family and my team all come over and, and we miss that. And yet it's, it's, it's still good. Um, because I'm drawing closer to God as a result of it. So uh, we, wanna, we, want, we want to stay where God has us. And so in Joel chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, the Lord saying to me, I'm testing your hearts. Now, therefore, says the Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, turn to me with all of your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents 
from doing harm. So in the midst of crisis, God is saying, abide in my presence. Rend your heart, not your garments. Rend your heart. This is a time where God is asking us. He's saying, look, I remember last week we were talking about, are you a true son? Are you a true daughter? Are you allowing in this season the chastisement of the Lord to come into your life? This is a season of exposing. It is a season where, where we, where, where anxiety is trying to come in. If anxiety is trying to come in, ask yourself, why am I anxious? Why do I feel anxious? Am I anxious? I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. Did not God say that he owns a cattle upon a thousand hills? Did he say that the righteous will not be found begging bread? He did. Did he say that even Solomon wasn't arrayed like the lilies of the field? Like, does worrying add a cubit to our stature? Um, I, I'm just... There, there's nothing that we can do to fix this right now. And that's exactly what God wants. He wants us to be in a place where we are wholeheartedly just looking to him. You can't turn on the TV for, for a lot of people. It's like sports on Sunday was like, you know, I'll go to church, but then I got to have, you know, I got to turn my sports on right after. And, and is there really anything wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But God's right now saying, like, I'm wanting your attention. I'm wanting your attention. It's kind of like when I have granddaughters and they are amazing. I have four. Um, but sometimes they can be, you know, they get a little um, rambunctious. And so sometimes I'll just take them and I'll take my hands in their face and I'll say, look at me. What did I just say? And I'm wanting them to look at me in the eyes. So I'm trying to get their attention. And I feel like that's what God is doing right now. He's like grabbing a hold of our face and he's saying, look at me. Are you listening to what I am saying? There's, and, and, and when my granddaughters look in my eyes, they look like, like this. They're so stinking cute. And they look at me and they're like, yeah. And now I've got their attention. Now I know that they're hearing what it is that I'm saying. And I think that's what God is doing in the body of Christ. So I'm going to read, of course, the, the second Chronicles. This is, should be one of our, um, scriptures that we're holding on to. Second Chronicles, uh, 14 through 16. If my people who are called by my name, who humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, look, I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive to the prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, this house, this house, that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. I believe the three things that God is wanting to do in this season is cause us to stay humble, cause us to stay repentant, and cause us to stay seeking. He wants us to be humble, he wants us to be repentant, and he wants us to stay seeking. He says, if you do these things, I will forgive all of your sins. I'm going to be attentive to hear what it is that you're saying. 
and I will allow my name to be there forever because we want God to be exalted and lifted up in the United States of America. We want God to be exalted and lifted up in Italy. We want God to be exalted and lifted up in China. We want God to be exalted and lifted up all over the world. This is an opportunity for the body of Christ everywhere to seek the face of God, to stand in the gap and repent for the sins of their government, for the sins of the people, that we're standing in the gap and we're saying, God, look at me, look at we, 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 what we, what have we done, God, that has caused you to have to bring us to the place where you've, you're getting our, having to get our attention so much that you've caused the world to almost shut down. You know, there was a prophecy. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I had posted it, um, gosh, this last week. And I don't know if many of you know um, Apostle Barbara Yoder, but she's really like a mom to me and a dear friend. But um, there's actually articles that it, it was it was written in, um, in some of his newsletters, and then there's some other sources out there. If you need them, I can get them to you. But um, this is from David Wilkerson in 1986. He said, I see a plague coming on the world, and the bars, the churches, and government will shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles. And repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit, and I would say the woman of God in the pulpit, and out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the whole world. And that was in 1986. And that was before some of you were born. That was the day I graduated from high school. But, or the year, excuse me, not the day. Is that incredible? I believe that God is setting us up. We have an opportunity for the church to really be awakened. And I see it happening. Frankly, I see it happening. I see that the church is waking up. Yeah. I, I, I see a hunger that is stirring. I'm, I'm, and, and there's lots of voices out there. There's, there's lots of prophets saying different things. Now's the time to hear the voice of God. You know, it's like, it says in the last days, many will be deceived. And so we want to be sharp. We want to stay in community. You don't want to get isolated, right? Because I know that this can bring a sense of isolation. That's why I've encouraged people to stay hooked to social media and, and be careful how much media, media, news media that you're, that you're hearing. Go ahead and, and be, be wise and be well informed. But remember that the word of God has the final say and, 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 you know, pick up your phone and, and stay connected. But, you know, there are different voices and, and some are saying this and some are saying that and, you know, some are saying, you know, God's causing this. Others are saying God's not causing it. I don't care who's causing it. All I care about is I'm going to set my face like Flint. And I believe that God is going to use this for the greatest awakening that we have ever seen. The other thing that the Lord spoke to me, he said, what are you sowing? What are you sowing? You need to sow something that is good, that God can blow his breath of life on. Now is the time to sow. And I'm not just talking financially, although you are, now is a time to sow financially. 
when you sow out of lack, you reap something so much greater than you could have ever when you sow out of abundance. God looks at that, that woman who gave one mite. That's all she had. She gave everything that she had. And God looked at her and the favor of her and blessed her more than he looked at the one who sowed out of their abundance. But what else are we sowing? Are we sowing our time? Are we sowing our goodness? Are we, are we praying for our neighbor? What is it that you are sowing that's causing the breath of God to be able to blow life on it? What are you sowing into your marriages? Right now, there's a, a high rate in this short period of time, attorneys are getting phone call after phone call where spouses are wanting to divorce each other. And that's not just happening in the world, it's happening in the body of Christ. This is, this is where the tares are, are, are going to be separated from the wheat. This is an opportunity for the church to shine like we've never shined before. Where when 9-11 came, we weren't ready, but we are ready. We are, we are being prepared so that there's going to be a move of discipleship. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I saw like online training. I saw, you know, people coming into buildings and, and being trained, but I saw like that there would be masses of people where we would have to understand this kind of training where we're going to be online discipleship and 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 in and, and masses because you're not just winning souls you're winning disciples you're not just making converts you're making disciples and we're all going to be called to do that and we have to be prepared so what we have to hear what it is that god is saying right now in this day and so galatians chapter 6 Verse eight says, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. Now here's the fun part. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And so in this season, as these days go by and as these weeks go by, it's gonna get worse before it gets better, but it's gonna get better. And I think it's important that we stay aligned with the kingdom of God that we stay aligned with the breath of God, that we stay aligned and that we are sowing what it is that God's asking us to sow so that, you know, we're, we're being hidden, we're being prepared, we're being prepared. Come on, Esther was being prepared. I believe that we're being prepared. I believe that there's also like a, I know we've heard a, a, a lot about, uh, uh, you know, Joseph and how it was like he was giving, given wisdom to the king of the fact of what do you do in the years of famine? So it's like they had like seven years of abundance. How, what do you do when you're having abundance? Look, we had an amazing opportunity these last three years. There was a, yeah. a huge economic uprise and the lowest unemployment rate that we've had in I don't know how long, maybe ever, I can't remember, but a very long time. What did we do with those years of abundance? Wow. Were we prepared? 
for the fact that famine could come? I think God is waking us up to the fact of what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing with the things that God's given us? I believe that the wealth of the wicked has been stored up for the righteous. And I believe that God has told me that in this season, there is a preparation that's taking place in people's hearts. And only he knows the heart of man. He knows my heart better than I know my own heart. And he's preparing us for such a time that that wealth can be stewarded through certain individuals to advance the kingdom of God. I hope I'm one of those people. I want to be one of those people. But there is a testing that is taking place. There is a proving that's taking place so that he can know, is it going to go to you? Is it going to go through you? And I want it to go through me. I don't want to have to have a a building fund committee and, and all this. I want to be able to just write the checks up knowing that I have a God that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Knowing that there is people out there that are philanthropists that, that have multi-millions and even billions of dollars who can see something like this and know that, hey, that woman of God or hey, yeah, that man of God, I know has there's a favor on their life. For some reason, I believe that they are going to be people that can be trusted with the wealth. And that wealth is going to come to people so that the kingdom of God can explode upon the earth. And I see that. I see an explosion coming. Listen to this. We were um, praying last night and there was things that were was, um, being spoken. And I want to share some of that uh, with you. Um, one of the things um, was that that God was giving breath onto something. Oh, shift. So yesterday I was at church and it's the first time I've been, been to church since all this happened. And I was in my office and, oh, it just felt so good. My, my office just feels like a slice of heaven. It's anointed. And so I, I blasted um, the music up really loud and I was walking around and, and, and just worshiping and singing. And, and I, <laughs> I thought, I'm so glad there's nobody that can hear me, but God himself. And to, somehow I know that it goes from here to his ears and something changes. <laughs> somehow it becomes beautiful. Um, but it was so powerful. And I felt a shift. I thought something just shifted in the atmosphere. And it wasn't just like for me, it was like in the atmosphere, the realm of the spirit, something shifted. And then Jamie Galloway um, got on, uh, Pastor Matthew was talking to me about it. He said he was working out and he stopped working out. And if you don't know who Jamie Galloway is, you can look him up. He's a prophet and he's just, he's dynamic, very accurate. And at the same time, he said, I, I just felt like I had to stop working out, come onto this live video and tell you that I feel like something's just shifted. And so something is shifted. I don't know exactly what it is, but it feels good. It feels like, um, like there's an expectation that's being released. I feel like there's a peace that's being released. Like we're coming into Passover and, and it like during the Passover season, literally it's the blood that's on the doorpost and the, and that plague couldn't come near any of their firstborn, couldn't come near their dwelling. And we have the blood of Christ upon our doorposts. And so this, this cannot come near our dwelling. And so I believe that during this Passover that it's even going 
going to be um, nationwide that uh, that I'm believing that we'll see a decline yeah. and I'm believing that there's going to be some supernatural um, uh, cure that it, that is discovered and and that and that that this is going to you know start to slow down instead of just ramping up and um, so in the midst of this we're seeing this shift and we're seeing peace come and, but I don't want peace to be lethargy or complacency. I want peace to be like a, a fervency. I also heard the Lord say that he's restoring the fear of God. He's restoring the fear of God. And so our fear is going to go from like being fearful of like what, what we're going to have in our life to the fearing God. And, and all of a sudden, um, I saw, um, Oh, somebody else saw this. They saw somebody was getting hit in a boxing ring and it was like they took a few steps back and then kind of like, you know how you, like if you've ever seen anybody get um, hit in a boxing ring, they like shake off and, and they regain their, 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 um, their, their stance. And, and it was like, that's exactly what, what they saw over the body of Christ. It's like, it's like the enemy came in with a punch, but, but the church is like getting back up and capturing its stance again. And like, wait a second, coming back into that place of, of, of like going forward and it's going to be a better place. Then I saw this, um, picture of, um, of like somebody was bowling and and it was like it was like the I could see the bowling ball going down the alley and I saw some of the pins knocked down and so then I saw the second ball come and then I saw it was a spare and then I, and I heard the Lord say watch this and I saw another bowling ball go down in the middle of this uh, of the alley and all of a sudden it was a strike and I heard the Lord say the church is going to hit the mark. And it was just like that. It was like, it was like all of them just went down, boom, like that. And then somebody else saw the word explosion. And it was like all these things were coming together for, for I believe we're entering such an amazing season of, of being prepared being groomed and prepared like Esther was like like Joseph was like like Isaac was like Jacob was like like Moses was like uh, like like Paul Saul Saul became Paul I mean it was like these people were prepared Saul had no idea that he was first going to be one of the greatest persecutors of the church and all of a sudden now he became one of the greatest men of God that lived during the New Testament times that wrote most of the New Testament Paul would have never known that. He thought he was actually serving God when he was persecuting the Christians. And actually there's many in the body of Christ that are doing things that they think that they are serving God and God is going to actually wake them up to say, no, you've been kicking against the goads. And all of a sudden it's gonna be like a light's gonna go on and they're gonna see the things that they need to change to actually serve God because we serve people through serving him first. So there's a realignment that's coming into the body of Christ. Fame is going away. It's not about somebody being famous. It's about Jesus being famous. And so it's, it's, I, I saw like that. I told you about discipleship and then, um, oh, this is good. Somebody was talking, uh, they had a vision of like pulling back an arrow and, and it getting let, uh, out on, into the target, but instead of hitting the target, it went off this way. That probably would have been one of my arrows for sure. And just getting the muscle to get that thing back, it takes a lot. Um, and she said, but then she said she opened her mouth with the word and arrows came out and 
bullseye every single time. And that can only happen to the measure that we are abiding in the presence of God. That's why you see certain men and women of God who have a greater authority because they know their authority. They don't just know it here, they know it here. And the disconnect between here and here is this. How much are we praying? How much are we seeking the heart of God? Because that's where the anointing comes from. The anointing, it says, the anointing breaks and destroys every yoke of bondage. That we have to go from head knowledge of who God is to a heartfelt knowledge of his ways and that we know his name. We're gonna know his name like we've never known his name. And uh, Pastor Matthew had said earlier too, like God's breaking off double-mindedness. Double-mindedness is, is like, we have to know why we believe what we believe. We can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. This is one of those times where like, you know what, when if you're like a type, like A personality or a D or whatever that is, or whatever the Enneagram is, where you like are a go-getter and you wanna do stuff, this is a hard season for people like us because we have to be dependent on him completely. He's saying, look, you might have all this and all that and stuff, but right now it has to be all me. He gives us the gifts. We have to remember that, that those are gifts to be tenacious and to have grit. There, that there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's aligned with the will of God. As long as we're hearing, we're not asking God to bless what it is that we're doing. We're asking, what do you want us to do? Cause then he'll bless that. So what we, we have to slow down and stay in a place where we are hearing what he is saying for this season. And that's where the anointing is. That's where his presence is. And that's where his word rides upon his anointing, his grace. So we are in a season where we're honing in our gifts. It's like a, it's like a knife that's getting sharpened. Well, I had used a knife, um, it was right after Thanksgiving, or I think it was after Thanksgiving, that was after Christmas, and it got dull after a while because I don't have the sharpener anymore, it was my son's, but I had it for a while and I was sharpening it. That blade was like, it would just slice right through something, and I was like, wow, I've never had a knife that sharp before, I was like so excited. And I thought, that's what God's doing with us, we're gonna be so sharp, we're gonna be so sharp because the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it can only be that sharp when it comes out of a mouth that is full of the presence and the glory of God. Because he's not gonna share his glory with anybody else. I was reminded of this before I, I closed, but I was reminded of, um, oh, this is good. Oh, I, I don't wanna forget this before I, before I say this. Um, this is the other thing that he showed me. Much, much of us, many of us, not all of us, many of us in the body of Christ have been Marthas. And we've been really good at doing things, really good at being busy. But in this season, it's almost like a spirit of Martha. He's asking, I'm not saying that there is, I'm just saying he wants us to be like Mary. He wants us to be sitting at his feet, willing to pour out whatever anointing oil, whatever expense, costly perfume like the other Mary. But we just want to be found faithful to worship him and to put him first. And I was reminded um, of Catherine Coleman. I used to read a lot of her biographies and books. And I remember this and I never forgot about it. 
because I love the glory of God. I love his presence. Um, I've always said without it, I, I don't, yeah, I can't just do church. And um, I just can't. I, I have to have him. And I need more of him today than I did yesterday. That's for sure. But she said that she would walk up these stairs onto the stage and there was a door that before she would go onto the stage that she would have to open. And so she'd go up the first step, second step, third step. She said with each step that she took before she touched the knob of that door to go onto that platform, she said, I died a thousand deaths to myself. She said, I would never want to be found touching or getting the glory of God, that the glory of God was meant for him and him only. And every time I think of her and how she was so humble and broken before God, she believed that she actually took up the mantle of a man that was called to do what it is that she did. And she didn't care if it was, she thought, she was like, I don't care if it's a leftover mantle. <laughs> I'll take up this mantle and I'll just do what I believe God's called me to do. And while she was in her deathbed, people were lined, lined to come by her, to have her touch her hands on them so that they could be healed. Because she was so sold out, not to this world. She was sold out to the king. She was sold out to Jesus. He was everything. So I'm going to close with Revelation chapter 3. Something that the Lord showed me that we could have. Um, and we could walk in. And this is what he wants for us. Revelations 3, verse 7. This is the faithful church. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have found, or you have a little strength. How many of you feel like you got a little strength right now? You have a little strength. You have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, and no one will be able to take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. For he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
I believe that the Lord is saying, I'm not, I know that this is, we could talk about dispensation. We could talk about pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. That's not my focal point. This is a rhema word. I believe we are in a season right now that we do have little strength and we have the right. I mean, talk, talking about our natural, like our uh, own natural ability. God says that where we are weak, little strength where we are weak we are made strong for our strength is made perfect in his weakness his grace is sufficient for us for those of us who have kept his word we're keeping his word in our heart we're trusting in the lord with all of our heart we're leaning not on our own understanding in all of our ways we are acknowledging him and he will direct our steps so we're keeping his word we're not just knowing his word we're knowing his word we're keeping his word in our heart and we have not denied his name that we would be those that if, 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 if a thief and a robber would come into our house and they would say to you, are you a Christian? We'd say, yes, we are. We are Christians and we were willing to lose our life for his sake. God knows your heart. He knows our heart and he is a good, good God. And he's saying, if you are in that place, they will know that I have loved you and they will know that you are one that will persevere and you will be one that will overcome and I will make you a pillar in his temple. And we are the temple of God and you can be a pillar in this season. Now I really feel the presence of God. I feel God's presence. I believe that God is speaking a, a, a now rhema word. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person that is watching now and for every person that will watch this, that those who know you and those who don't know you would come to know you, that this would be a season, God, that we are at the end of ourselves, that we are, can't look at our bank accounts because we can't look at money not coming in. We can't look at what we think is going to come in because I know that you're the provider and you're going to cause money to come in. We are not going to fear. We're not going to fret. We're not going to be worried some. We are going to be those who are full of faith and anticipation and expectation of the season to come. God, I declare right now in the name of Jesus, peace that's coming on this Palm Sunday, peace that is coming into people's rooms, into their hearts right now that atmospheres are shifting, God. They're shifting in houses. They're shifting in relationships. They're, they're shifting. There's peace. There's humility. There's repentance. There's humility. There's repentance. And there's a seeking after you. Those are the three things you said I want you to do in this season. I want you to continue to, to, to stay in a place of humility and brokenness. I want you to stay in a place of, of repentance before me. I want you to stay in a place of seeking me. The joy of the Lord shall be our strength. Our peace, our peace, our peace will come from him. He said that those who keep their eyes upon him, he will keep in perfect peace. That, that, that kind of peace that surpasses our understanding. When everything around us looks as though it's, it's dying, it looks as though, I mean, the stock market, there's nobody there. New York is quiet. It's shut down. There's nobody. It's quiet. And when it looks as though everything, the economy is, is, is going, it's... Like people are saying, oh, recession. People are saying depression. I'm saying there's going to be progression. 
I declare progression to the body of Christ for those who are found in him. He said that if you abide under the shadow of the almighty, we will say of the Lord that he is our fortress. He is our refuge. He is our safe place. And so we will not be found begging bread. There are going to be those who are going to be looking. The church will have the answer, the solution. It is Jesus Christ. And so if you don't know him and you're watching this, I ask that you turn your heart to him, that you turn your life to him. He is good. He is full of love. He's full of compassion and he is full of mercy. Turn your heart to him. He is the only way, the truth and the life and nobody can come to the father except through him. He is salvation. He is Jehovah Jireh and he will be your provider. He is Jehovah Rapha and he will be your healer. Amen. So if that's you, contact info at thewellgr.com because you can want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We'll disciple you. We'll get you the information that you need. Can you feel the presence of God? I can feel the presence of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What was the name of the woman she was talking about? Catherine Kuhlman. Catherine Kuhlman. Thank you, Jesus. Do you want to join me? We'll close yeah. in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like God's going to give you a word for somebody or maybe for several people, but just wait on him for a moment. Hmm. So I saw, um, this may not seem uh, uh, positive, but it is if, if you uh, receive it in the right um, spirit, but there's somebody out there that you have um, some kind of a loan that you're applying for. And I know there's plenty of people probably applying for loans right now, but I saw a stamp and on the stamp um, of the loan paper, it says denied. And um, I heard the Lord say that that's not um, the route that he had for you, that there's going to be um, almost like a, um, a fork in the road. Um, and he's going to take you like he'll take you you don't have to try to figure it out i feel like there's there's a different way of doing it so um that's that's all i know i just i see that i see like just a shifting over mm -hmm. into something different mm -hmm. yeah no i i uh so right before she started praying i had seen that like a, a railroad track change and i even feel like there is going to be um like you are on one path uh even even in your job and that there's going to be actually a change of positions as well as a result of this that maybe the Lord had been speaking to your heart to do for a long time, but wouldn't have happened unless things just got shut down. It's like he, he took over as a conductor and is switching tracks for you um, in this season. And I also, um, I even see like people getting stretched, like, like I've, I've seen like, a, like leather is soaked as it's stretched and um, I really feel like this season is a time of, that we're being stretched into something, into a new form. Um, and that there are, there are some people that, um, I know we, we had talked about this 
over this past week. But when the president had announced an uh, increased time of this quarantine or of the, the federal guidelines, the CDC guidelines of social distancing and on no people more than 10, it was like we as a nation and as a people, it was comfortable enough for us to take three weeks and you know, it was definitely uncomfortable in some ways, but it wasn't com completely out of our realm of reality that we could do. Um, but now as a result of the president extending what it is that, that we're all meant to stay home and, and to, to not move, that it's like now we're getting into territory where only God can move, that we're beyond our own human um, capabilities and our own human um, abilities to provide for ourselves, even to where the Lord is causing us to be stretched out further into a different realm of, of reliance on him in, in a way that we've never been able to or would have been able to um, experience before. Thank you, God. And I also, I just got like, uh, I'll share a quick testimony real quick. There was somebody, I can't remember who it was, you might remember, but last week we had um, had a word of knowledge about somebody's shoulder and elbow oh. needing healing. Was it Kathy Gilhouse? Yeah. And then somebody, they had listened to it after the fact, I believe. I don't think it was even live. They had listened to this after the fact. I and mean, as we prayed for healing for that person, their um, elbow and their shoulder were completely healed. And I just got a, a like a pain in my knee that I want to pray for. If there's anybody that needs any healing um, in their knee at all, and specifically in your left knee. I know that we're on a little bit of a delay, so I'm going to give it a moment uh, to see if there's somebody um, that has any pain in their knee. If you could comment below in the feed. And then while we're waiting for that, um, and then we'll wait for this one too, but um, I was having like... Um, almost like equilibrium was felt off and i don't ever have that and i'm like what is that so i felt like there was something like with the inner ear um like i don't know if it's meniere disease or what kind of like something with water or i don't know but something that's um i know um uh, potassium low potassium can do that too but and uh low um um uh what's it called um when they take your blood pressure, blood pressure, low blood, blood pressure can do that as well. But it's just anything. But I felt like there's something to do um, with just your equilibrium being off. All right. So somebody put their knee, a couple people with their knees. All right. Well, we're going to pray right now and declare. We declare healing over those knees right now in Jesus's name. We cause all pain, all inflammation to go. And Lord, we thank you for your anointing, that it is your will to heal. So we thank you by Jesus' stripes. Uh, these individuals are healed right now in the name of Jesus. Knee pain go right now. Man, there's a lot of people with their knees on here. We just continue to thank you, Lord. Continued healing in the in the knees. If you would comment below, if there if you are experiencing anything, if you would comment that uh you're, um, you're actually experiencing healing. We'd love to share the testimony on here to boost people's faith for continued healing. Anybody with any kind of equilibrium, <clears throat> like out of balance or anything like that, if you put that on there so we could pray for that. Um, we're also going to pray for um, uh, Melanie and Heather's, um, Neohoda and Heather Burst's mom. Um, she had a stroke. 
on Friday and uh, they're running uh, more tests, I, which I had already known about. Um, she's being hospitalized over the weekend. And of course she can't have any visitors. And so uh, we're just declaring healing over her heart right now that there will, uh, they will not be able to find anything with it. I thank you, Lord, for protection to be around and about her, that the blood of Christ will be around and about her in Jesus' name. I thank you for um, supernatural wisdom um, over every caregiver that has anything to do with her care and that she will be able to return home tomorrow um, and even tonight, Lord, um, and that she will just be let and released in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Okay, I just got somebody who has um, uh, like fluid in her ear and feels dizzy. And so um, I, I pray for that right now. And so God, where there's fluid in, in someone's ear and they're experiencing that dizziness, we command that fluid to go and to dissipate in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare all dizziness right now to go in Jesus' name, the name that is above every name. And I thank you, God, that she'll be restored, restored right now, completely made whole completely made whole and this just keeps coming back up so there's somebody with blood pressure low blood pressure and so i pray for some whoever that is if you have low blood pressure that your blood pressure um would uh stabilize and would come up and stabilize because it's not good to have too low either it's like when you get up and you feel dizzy it's because your blood pressure is so low and so i thank you right now god that you're touching that individual right now in jesus name And Rachel, I feel like God's going to give you something too. So I don't know if it's a word of knowledge or a song or something, if you'd be ready for that. And so we just pray uh, right now. Oh, um, his, how is he? There, that's all. Who texted that? Oh, okay, so let's pray for Jonathan. Um, and Serene, they both have um, headaches or sore head, uh, uh, sore hand and a headache. And so right now we just come into agreement that Jonathan's headache goes right now in Jesus' name. We command um, all headache and all pain to depart from him in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that um, Serene, where her hand is sore, that you're touching it with your anointing. You're touching it and you're healing her hand right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And Father, I just want to thank you and praise you for um, the fact that John Beach um, is home. Um, I believe um, that he was going to leave uh, last night and that his surgery went well. And so I just thank you for that, God. Thank you, Jesus. Is the name um, Julie Ann? Uh, if you would put in below if, if that name means anything to you. I don't know if it's two separate names or if it's a first name and middle name, but Julie Ann. Maybe Julian. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We have, does anybody have a left shoulder issue? Um, there's someone here uh, online, they're feeling um, 
something now in their left shoulder. And so um, if anybody has a left shoulder issue, would you let us know and we'll pray for you? I'm gonna go ahead and pray anyway, because I just realized that some people may have uh, some of these issues that aren't even watching right now yet. So if you have a left shoulder issue, there's someone that's, that's feeling a pain in their left shoulder, we command that pain to depart right now in Jesus' name. All pain to go in Jesus' name. Um, I just keep seeing a staircase, so I'm just going to start singing that out and singing over um, just what the Lord is speaking over that. And it feels like you keep on climbing. It feels like you keep on climbing, but there's a new strength. There's a new strength. There's a strength for the weary and a grace for the weary to keep on climbing. And there's a new strength in your legs and a new strength in your legs to keep on climbing, to keep on climbing. And I just feel like there's a, um, I'm just reminded of Isaiah 40, 31, that there's a renewing of strength and um, whether that's physical or just um, even emotional or just what God is doing right now that um, there's just that momentum to keep going and the momentum to keep on climbing and um, that God is just giving that right now. He's releasing that strength and that energy to keep going. Uh, we just got somebody that said their daughter is named Julianne. Uh, the word that I feel like I have for Julianne is I feel like that there's the time of mourning is over and that there's going to be a new grace for uh, a time of jubilee and celebration. I hear the word jubilee. I don't know if that word specifically means something to Julianne, but just really feel like there is a, uh, a time of rejoicing. And I even feel like any sort of financial hardship will be broken off, but that there is going to be a, um, a prosperity in this coming season and that there will be uh, just a, an ability to even, um, yeah, just see a freedom from any shackles uh, to, and a freedom to be able to fully express and to be who you were created to be. Uh, to be able to use the giftings. I don't know if you're musically gifted or something, but there's some some sort of gifting, like a talent that you have that um, you thought is is almost you know, not as good as everybody else, but I feel like it's been something that the Lord has really given you. I don't know if it's something in the arts. I don't know if it's a uh, music or, or uh, drawing or something like that, but um, I just really feel like there is just a uh, sense of um, uh, just the Father's joy coming upon you in this season, That then that's what's going to turn this time of mourning into a time of dancing, of jubilee, that there's going to be a real identity of the Father that's going to be released over your life that you'd be able to see clearly who he has made you to be and all the outside voices. I feel like there's just even been these words that have been spoken over you that all the outside voices are being silenced and that everything that is negative that has been spoken over you is being silenced right now and that you're, that all hurts and pains would be, would be healed and covered in the blood of Jesus and that there would be a true freedom that would come to you in this season. So we bless you with that in Jesus' name. Uh, one last thing I'm seeing is um, shame. I feel like uh, shame is really trying to come against um, uh, several people right now in this season of, of exposure. 
um, of things being exposed in, in your life and feeling uh, like inadequate. Um, uh, there's a lot of regret. Um, and, and with that, shame is just um, really coming. And for some, it's causing depression. Others, it's causing anger. And, and um, that's the thing that Jesus took. He said he despised the shame. And he hung on the cross in a, in, in a way that was just full of humiliation. You know, he was completely naked. Um, even they show him with a loincloth on, on, on statues and stuff, but that's not what it looked like at all. And um, he was mangled. And he took it. He said, I despise the shame. And, and he took that upon the cross. And so um, just lay the regrets, um, the uh, remorse, um, just things, just, just put them on the cross and don't allow shame um, to be your garment because it'll actually cause you to draw back away from the presence of God. And depression uh, will try to really overtake you. So I break off depression right now and suicidal thoughts. And um, I come against all suicidal thoughts right now and a spirit of death that would try to come against you. Um, it's premature. Um, there's somebody on this feed. I don't know if you're watching now, but you actually have thought about how how to uh, commit suicide. And so if, if that is you, first of all, I break that off of you in Jesus' name. I say, seek help quickly. Seek help quickly. That is a lie from, from the pit of hell that your life is not worth anything, that you've made too many mistakes up to this point. You can turn your life around from this moment forward and that God will be with you, that he will be your strength and he is your strength and he will be your comforter in Jesus name. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.